Welcome to today's podcast from Coastline Calvary Chapel in Gulf Breeze, Florida. We hope this message encourages you and brings light into your life. I want to welcome you to Easter Sunday morning. And you know, after Jesus rose from the dead and then ascended into heaven, he told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem for a very special event. We call it the day of Pentecost. And I want to read to you part of Peter's message on that amazing day when he talks about that Jesus is alive and that he rose from the dead. Listen to what he said. And he's talking to a crowd that many of them perhaps were there or participated even in the crucifixion. Here's Peter's message. This Jesus God has raised up, which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and you now hear. They're all hearing the rushing wind and the people speaking in an unknown language. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says to himself, and he quotes David, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Peter was giving testimony to the fact that Jesus had risen from the dead. Now, I want to tell you a story, and it goes like this, once upon a time, there was a gifted, charismatic individual, some say even supernatural, and he started a company with 12 men, 12 men that he personally chose and he mentored. The leader of this group seemed to have wisdom and knowledge uh, really beyond human understanding. He was the obvious reason an undisputed leader and head of the group. All the men owed their position and their career completely to this man. Now, when the business became known, when it went public, so to speak, crowds responded, they invested, and the thing just began to, to take off. The response was overwhelming. It was, it was like out of control. The leader was a true visionary, And he cast a future that was bright, that was filled with hope and promise and great rewards if you were involved. The 12 men were assured of a great position in the company. And all who participated would have amazing benefits as well. It would not be easy. It would come with great devotion, great sacrifice, and great work but they were all completely in. They had left everything, they had sold everything, they had invested everything they had because they really believed and they really trusted in this this leader. Well, one day the leader brought the 12 together in a private meeting and he told them, he said, I'm going to share with you something that can only stay among us. It's not to leave this room. And they were all kind of curious and, and a little bit, concerned, he said, I'm going to be removed as the leader of the group, as the head of this company. 
We have powerful enemies that, that want to take me down. And so they all began to talk among themselves, kind of murmur and converse. And, and finally, one guy named Pete sort of spoke up. And he said, and he was sort of the spokesman for the group. He says, it's impossible. You, you can't be removed from the company. Uh, you, you are the company. You're, you're what it's all about. And the leader listened. And Pete said, this can hap- can't happen. It'll never happen. And the leader sort of raised his hand and quieted him down and said, this will happen. And the meeting was, well, it was over. Well, things happened quickly. Rumors began to spread about the leader. And one day, the, the, the group was starting to hear things in the media, in the news. And one of the original 12 resigned and took a position with the group that was trying to bring him down. And, and the leader was arrested. The company and, and the assets were, were, were tanking. And, and everybody was beginning to walk away. There was a lot of confusion. There was a lot of anger. There was contradictory stories going back and forth. It was all over the news, all over the media. The leader was arrested. He was placed in prison. And so the 11 leaders that were left began to shut down the business. In fact, they were in the main office and decided because there were so many reporters out front that they would just slip out the back. So there they were sneaking out of closing down the office and a female reporter stopped Pete and said, hey, aren't you one of the vice presidents? Aren't you one of the leaders of this group? And he said, no, no, I'm not. In fact, I I don't work here and I I don't know the leader. I'm aware of the problems and, you know, but we're leaving. And she said, no, no, you are one of the vice presidents. You, You help run the company. I know who you are. And Pete kind of lost it. He, he swore at the reporter. He, he said, I have nothing to do with this man. I, I have no allegiance to him. He's responsible for everything that happened. I never knew anything about it. Well, the leader was taken out of prison and brought to court. There was a court trial held. And a couple of days later, Pete was listening to the news and he heard that Well, that the leader was completely vindicated of all charges. He was reinstated as the CEO of the company. And in a brief public statement, he said the first thing he wanted to do, well, was to meet with the 11 vice presidents and especially with Pete. That was going to be his first order of business. Now, when you think about that, was was that good news for Pete and the 11? Is the prospect of meeting with the CEO whom you have disowned and lied about a reason for hope and joy? And I tell that story to, to, to say this. It's a lot like the Easter story. They had all abandoned. They had all left, especially Pete. And, and then Jesus decides he wants to meet with them again. Would they celebrate that? Would, would Peter, who failed Jesus so miserably, want to see Jesus? And it wasn't just Peter. All the disciples had scattered. All the disciples had turned their backs. And now Jesus is risen. Peter had denied. We, we know the story. It's a familiar one. Thomas had doubted when he wasn't there at the first meeting. But Jesus is risen. 
And all the disciples had, had let him down in so many ways. What will Jesus do with unfaithful followers? That's kind of the story of Easter in some ways. In Acts chapter 2, verse 36, it says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And when Peter said that, the crowd had a response in verse 37. It says, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? See, the resurrection means there is a Lord and there is a Savior who died because of our sins. We are why he suffered. We are why he was put to the cross. So why do we celebrate Easter? If we're the ones that caused the death in the first place, we're the ones that were unfaithful, so to speak. Well, Christians celebrate Easter because I believe of grace. And I want to take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, where Paul talks about the resurrection of Jesus. And he wants to lay out the resurrection story Paul does in 1 Corinthians in a very simple, I believe, powerful story of salvation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he talks about some of the key elements of salvation that are so important. In verse 3 of 1 Corinthians 15, he says, For I delivered to you first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. So the first element of salvation that comes because of the cross and resurrection is that Christ died for our sins. And then in verse 4 of chapter 15, Paul says, He was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And then Paul goes on and talks about many resurrection appearances that Jesus made to a lot of different people. And then he picks it up in verse 8. And he says, then last of all, this is Paul speaking, he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time. He appeared to Paul. And you would want to ask this question like, well, well Paul, was that a good thing? I mean, was that good news for you, for Jesus to appear to you? I mean, you were an enemy of the church, you persecuted Christians, and you were opposed to Christ. And Paul answers that question in verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 15. He says, by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain, for I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not me, but the grace of God, which was with me. Paul says, by the grace of God, I, I am what I am. And his grace was not in vain. Now, now listen, let, let me have your attention. We celebrate Easter because of grace. The risen Lord comes, not to us in judgment, not to us in some kind of vindictive way but he comes in mercy, not revenge. I mean, all of us have been unfaithful in some way. The disciples certainly were. 
but he comes to us with forgiveness, with grace. That's what Paul says. He, he came to me as a risen Savior, and I am what I am because of the grace of God. When you read about Jesus' appearances after the resurrection, he comes speaking peace. He, he walks through those walls where the disciples are gathered and they're hiding out and they're ashamed. And the first thing Jesus says to them is peace, fear not. I mean, if you had denied Jesus, think about it, abandoned him at his arrest, hid from the crowds and sort of all of a sudden Jesus shows up in the room. It, it's given to us in John chapter 20. I'm not sure our first response is, oh boy, he's here. No, it would be probably a little bit of fear. So Jesus says, peace, fear not. And he offers mercy and grace and forgiveness. He, he appears to Thomas, as you know the story, a week later. And the report of the others had been they had seen him, but Thomas says, not until I, you know, put my finger in his hands and into his side. And the first thing Jesus says to Thomas is, peace be with you. In Galilee, when Jesus shows up on the shore, and he, if you know that story, he prepares breakfast. They'd been out fishing all night, and he's cooking some fish up on the beach, and they come and they eat, and he, and he takes Peter off alone. This is after the resurrection, and he, and he finally has Peter to himself, and, and he he's, knows that Peter's denied him three times, and Peter knows that Jesus knows the deepest thing that Peter's most ashamed of. And now he's alone with him. And Jesus begins to talk to Peter. He restores Peter. And, and I want you to know that he's not shaming Peter. He's not digging at Peter by asking him three times, do you love me? In fact, I think it's just the opposite. He's giving him an opportunity to completely reverse the three denials, into three acceptances of Jesus. And he says three times, I love you, I love you, I love you. And he completely restores the relationship Jesus does with Peter, with grace, with forgiveness, with new direction, and with peace. The grace of Jesus Christ gives a new start and a new beginning, not only to Paul, who was an enemy of Jesus, but also to Peter, who at one time was one of his greatest followers. And that's why we celebrate Easter. It's because of his kindness that, it, that leads us to repentance. Grace is why we celebrate Easter. And in a moment, and I hope you're, you're staying with us, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to his grace. Maybe you're there sitting with your family or your kids or your wife or your husband or, or maybe you're not even a church attender. But in the midst of what's going on right now, I want you to know that God is offering to you his grace and his forgiveness through Jesus Christ who rose from the dead. Now, another reason for celebrating Easter is also found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And before I read the passage, I, here's what it is. It's not just his grace only, but it's also his, his glory, his majesty, his, his power, and the offer, if you will, of eternal life. Jesus is wounded. 
He's beaten. He's crucified. He rises from the dead. And he ascends into heaven with, with, with a body. And his body, well, now there's no more pain. There's no more hurt. There's no more sorrow. There's no more suffering. And Jesus has a body for all eternity. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning with verse 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And what that means is he's the first one who's risen from the dead with this, well, this resurrection body, this eternal body. And in verse 22, it says, in Adam, all die. Even so in Christ, all shall be made alive. Now, now tune in, listen for just a moment. All who have come from Adam, and that's all of us, we all share in his death. And the scripture says all who are joined in faith to Christ share in his life. As in Adam all die, in Christ all shall live. Listen to verse 42 and 43 of 1 Corinthians 15. So also in the resurrection of the dead, the body is sown in corruption, it's raised in incorruption. It's sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. Now, we're almost finished. Let me have your attention. We all know we have a perishable body. I mean, that's what's going on around us. Everyone's trying to protect themselves from perishing from this virus. But Christ has a imperishable body, a resurrected body. And he says one day he will raise you and I in glory to a immortal body. Here's the promise of Easter. It's grace for forgiveness and glory for eternity. This is why we celebrate Easter. If you receive his grace, you will share his glory. That's the hope. That's the future. If you receive his grace, you will share his glory. Now, the disciples saw with their own eyes the risen Christ. You and I have not. But I want you to do something with me as we close out. Think for a moment that you're sitting wherever you are or standing somewhere and you can see Jesus coming from far away. He's coming from a distance. And, and you see him coming towards you. And you have to ask yourself the question, or please ask yourself this question, is he coming to me with judgment and justice or with grace and glory? There's a huge difference. We celebrate Easter because of his grace and his glory and resurrection life. He offers grace, new life, and kindness. Not judgment, not justice, but forgiveness. And we've all sinned. We've all failed. We've all blown it. But Jesus comes and he offers to you and I forgiveness and grace and restoration. Maybe you've turned away from him. Maybe you've not ever trusted or received Christ as your Savior. On this Easter of 2020, I want to ask you 
to come home to Jesus Christ. Hey, in this crazy, uncertain future that we have on planet Earth right now, life is uncertain, death is very real, eternity is certain. I want to ask you, suppose you were to die, get corona or COVID-19, suppose it were to happen, and you stood before the Lord, and he said to you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? The only answer the Bible gives to allow you and I into eternity to, to, to experience his grace and his glory is that I've received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That indeed he did die on the cross for my sins. He rose from the dead and he offers me grace. And one day he offers me glory. If you would like to receive Christ as your Savior, if you've never done it before, if you're sitting with your husband or your wife who've never done it before, or your children or a friend, I would encourage you to bow your head and say this simple prayer. You can just repeat it after me. It goes like this. Dear Lord, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. And Lord, right now, I invite you into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me. And Lord, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I come home to you in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, if you ask Christ into your life, then he has indeed come. And you can chat with one of our pastors online right now and give them some information. We, we would love to send you a free copy of the Gospel of John for new believers. How you can, you know, read through the Gospel of John and, and answer some simple questions and grow in your faith. So today, if you accepted Jesus Christ, let us know. We want to minister to you, want to reach out to you, want to help you grow in your faith. And if you have done that, then you have received from the Lord his grace and one day his glory based on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity. Even though we can't be together physically, we know you're here. And Lord, we thank you for the fact that you're alive, that you've risen, that you come to us with grace and glory. And we celebrate your resurrection today. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Join us again as we dive into the scripture, going verse by verse here at Coastline Calvary Chapel.